now. You ever, everyone's all quiet, but the second Phil got on, we were just like giggle shits, just talking to each other. Right. <laughs> but I feel like that just, it's a conversation stopper, though. So that happened, and we're all like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that <did>. happened. <laughs> well, I guess that means we're recording the podcast now. I guess yes. mm-hmm. it does mean that. The yes, podcast. The oh. podcast. Yeah, in my notes, in my notes, I literally just wrote Podrick in caps for partially part of it. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's just such a pointless scene, but we'll get there. I don't know that I would call it pointless. <laughs> well, there were some points, but <laughs> yes, I would. Both- I, I would give Podrick some points. I, yeah, I think he. There were points involved. It appears that this episode has made Podrick the only one who has remained one of the unsullied. This is Game of Owns. We're a podcast presented by Winter's Coming. Phil's here. Hello. Phil is here. Winter, Winter, Winter Phil. Winter Phil. <laughs> it's <laughs> cold as ice us. when Winter Phil joins us, man. I put on a park of you just for you. Nice. It looks good. Fur line. <laughs> oh, yes. With the finest uh, lamb skin and the <laughs> finest goat skin. And I... Uh, I, I, I I took the horn and turned it to a drinking cup. I, Eric, you were just saying something about a scene. The scene that immediately caught all of these guys' eye. Theon! <laughs> yeah, well, no. that too. Theon's <laughs> yeah. arrived. Well, obviously, we just watched the uh, latest episode, episode three, and it's immediately after recording time. We're all Ooh. looking at our Twitter feeds. I'm sure Winner's Coming's blowing up, man. Yeah, yeah, a lot of reactions. We're getting a ton of owns. Well, somebody got owned. This episode was full of owns, and I feel like every episode we have a a great amount, but this one just seemed, I don't know, it seemed faster paced. It seemed to deal with characters in a more upbeat kind of way. I don't don't know. You know what's funny about the pace, though, is that for the first like five or ten minutes, I I thought that my audio wasn't working because it was so silent. Like everything, the first three scenes or so, there was no background noise. Like really, there was like a bit of music and that was it. And then there were like, you know, the scraping chairs and the long sort of sighs as the air, like what's his face, Edmer failed with the arrows. And it was just, it was great. Yeah, there wasn't much dialogue in the beginning. Um, Earlier tonight, Selena and I channeled the gods in order to make this viewing party possible. Now Game of Owns is being created as we speak. It was so fun. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was a good time it was a good a good experience especially especially at the very end because we all got to go <gasps> <laughs> i could hear gas from sweden yeah yes <laughs> without microphones so this is what we saw coming or this is what most of you other guys other than myself knew was coming and all of the comments and fun and jubilation from you guys and the listeners have now come to a roaring, like, stop. Here it is. So just let it out. Talk about it all you want. It was so weird, though, because even though we saw it coming, the the moment, the hand moment that we've been waiting for for so long. You know, me and Mike have all been joking about it. La, 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 hand, handy, blah, blah, blah. All fun. Then it happened. And it was just like, it was terrible and it was shocking because of the way that they did it. That moment when they cut it off and before he realized, when he just looked down at the hand and then he started screaming, and I can't even, <laughs> and <laughs> it's then, my Jamie. <laughs> and then there was punk rock. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Irish punk. This has to be one of the coolest ways like that they've rolled the credits, I think. I liked it. That was really cool. I liked it. Yeah, that was great. Well, at first, at first I... I thought it was kind of jarring at first, but you know, I've, I've had a chance to rewatch the episode a couple of times and it's really grown on me. It just seems like a perfect way to end it after that happened. Mm-hmm. It's like their way to be like, Hey, we know this episode was the shit. The show's real good. <laughs> like, yeah, enjoy. We remixed a song. Like it's, it's cool. They're pushing forward. Yeah. You know, I opened my, I opened my Shazam app because I was like, what the hell is this song that they're playing? But then I realized <laughs> Shazam. I'm Shazam the, the credits. Cause I wanted to know. But it actually, then I listened to the lyrics and I'm like, oh, this is the same song as earlier, The Bear and the Maiden Fair, which obviously doesn't exist in the real world or maybe tonight it does. But, um, so it's an Irish you jig are version. Everybody. Of, <laughs> yeah, you are yeah. everybody. You are everybody. You are everybody. You are. Anyway. <laughs> um, now Jamie's like looking for his guitar that's yeah. lost and now he can't play it's like, it. I was in dry shaft. <laughs> He's going to have to learn left-handed guitar now. Like, I know that. who you are. I loved your you songs. You can do it. You can do it. This was a great episode though. It had oh lots of God, hustle, yes. lots of flow, you know? Mm-hmm. It did. There, there was hustle a lot of and confidence flow. in the way they told the story tonight. It was exciting. It was absolutely exciting. I mean, um, we like I said, we watched in kind of a weird way. 
but it was one of those episodes where we were, I, I, it kind of felt like we were in the same room watching it. So we're sitting there texting during the whole thing. Like, Oh, can you believe that happened? And I'm just going to read you Selena's last text. Oh no. Uh, and this is, this is literally okay. Her last three. Oh no. With six O's. I can't handle it in caps. And her last handle. text was, I can't handle it. Thanks. <laughs> and Oh my God. Seven times. OMG in a row. So, Thanks so for clearly counting this, those. So clearly something happened here. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, it's, it's also because we just had a chance to see how amazing he was when he rescued Brienne. I mean, that was the ultimate knight in shining armor. Yeah. Amazing is taking it a little far. Sister. No, no, no. Hey, <laughs> Eric's <hold> not on. <laughs> impressed. <laughs> Wait, that's just so weird. Um, yeah. Okay. Whatever. He sleeps with his sister. Get over it. That was he last threw a season. kid out of a window. Yeah. Whatever. Two seasons ago, he he's redeeming himself. Okay. And this is just fantastic. And you could just see the way he was so nice and he was like i can't let brienne suffer this fate i'm gonna save her and then they were all like oh come over here at this table and then boom hand you know they did that pretty quick i'm just saying like it could have been a lot worse all of a sudden you don't have a hand sure that sucks as any dismemberment have you ever (laughs) tried losing a a screw in his hand for a week and a half you know tied to a cross so whatever yeah but that's theon i mean come on (laughs) how is he how is he somehow different Cat I don't know. Everybody. He's just not as like I don't know appealing to me. <laughs> the difference between Jamie and Theon is that Jamie doesn't have this badass archer no, watching no. his back, killing everybody who's chasing Jamie after him unfairly Theon, on horseback. The difference is that Jamie has swagger, and Theon is just slimy. There so it is, there. fellas, <laughs> listening. What do the rest of you guys have to say? <laughs> we had a review on uh, iTunes recently that said um, they had a platonic crush on you, Selena. Mm. True story. That's uh, wonderful. We'll, re- we'll read it toward the end of the episode, so a little bit of friendship here. But fellas that are listening, you just got to be gallant, not slimy. That's that's the key to her heart right there, apparently. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what does everybody else think? <laughs> Don't everyone talk at once? Yeah, let's compare the horrors. <laughs> let's yeah, compare done. the horrors that Theon faced with the horrors that Jamie faced today. Neither of these characters have been faced with horrors. Let's be honest. Hey, here. horrors, horrors, horrors. They've both horrors. been okay. Let's be fair, Theon. I mean, I'm not a fan, but poor guy. Yeah, yeah, he's been tortured. But horrors. That's let's a talk horror. About horrors. Let's talk about hot. What pie, do you qualify? <laughs> Sitting sitting in a, a pit of people in a mud cage, mm-hmm. and they're coming by and picking who's going to get tortured and killed that day. You know what I'm That's saying? True. Like putting a rat in their stomach. There's and been you know, crazier even, stuff in the show. And even more yeah. so in this episode, I mean, Arya got a bread and Gendry didn't. That's got to be pretty rough. Yeah, a nice, nice <laughs> piece of bread. And let's talk about horrors, Craster's Keep, him taking out babies and giving them to the blue people. You know what oh I'm saying? Oh my God, dude. Yeah, so there somebody's some pregnant. in the show and someone got his hand cut off. And it was a very big deal because he's attractive and he's great with a sword and it was a sword hand. And if it did mess with the audio, I'd slam my fist down on this table, the one that I still have. <laughs> is there something you're not telling us, Z? What I'm trying to tell you guys is that this was an emotional episode, so this is going to be an emotional episode, okay? Damn it. Yes. <laughs> Tempers are running high. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, well. Do you think he was a bit naive, though? You know, did you really think that that he could play these guys the way that he was playing them and just expect that nothing was going to happen, that he could just, after being tied up to a tree walk over to a table, sit down, have something to eat, kick it with the guys like nothing was wrong. Well, it worked for him and Brienne. That's the thing. They they gave him like false security by allowing him to bribe them about Brienne or, or appeal to their business interests, you know, their financial thing. And so he thought he was mm-hmm. on, uh, he was, thought he was on a roll, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he clearly was not. And he shares that, um, you know, the, the, arrogance with Tyrion where he thinks that he ha- he's a Lannister he has money that makes him invincible yeah and the guy says the same you know guy says pretty much the same to him you know you think fortune will get you all the way all you'll need is all you need to say is my father but that's that's important because of the relationship that really I don't think exists with Bruce Bolton and the bastard and so I think that might play into it a little bit Maybe I could be wrong about that, but I think that that's kind of a, a side storyline that you know, may factor into when Jamie talks about, oh, my father can do this, my father can do that. It kind of rubs him the wrong way. He did seem a little extra pissed off about it, you know? But, I mean, could I – in the split second that that 
um, event occurred with Jamie at the end of this episode, I couldn't help but see the silver lining. Um, and I'm not talking about of his wound. Um, but in general, <laughs> this brings Tyrion it's and not a Jamie. Unicorn. There's no. This oh, brings yeah. Tyrion and Jamie one step not closer yet, together. Yeah. This is going to bring Tyrion and Jamie one step closer to each other because they're both in a way maimed. I think there's a point though with the whole cripples and bastards and whatever the hell the rest of that quote was. You know what I mean? Like there's something to be broke. Yeah, broke. Yeah, exactly. Broken things. I think there's a point to this knight in you know shining golden knight now being a broken thing. You know if he ever makes it back to his father. I don't think it's safe to assume that that George wrote Jamie and having his hand cut off to make him like him and Tyrion be closer together though. No, like no, well, it's not safe. I, to I don't think they'll it. make him hand of the king either. Right, oh. right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, what I mean to say is like this is this is a Jamie was set up as a character that was so strong and so powerful and is, and even with the things that he's done. He did it for love, and in that, there's mm-hmm. a redeeming trait, and is why he remains such a favorite audience char- character. Mm-hmm. So, seeing something like this happen to him, I it's it's strange because he's still so important, even though he's done so many bad things. That I mean, it was a cliffhanger at the end of this episode, and we feel bad for him, even yeah. though he's a prisoner for our side. You know, I think. The other thing that it teaches you, and and it's something I'm sure that we've already learned because of Ned back in season one, but nobody is safe, and mm-hmm. and nobody is you know allowed to, or not allowed, but but you get what I'm saying. I mean, nobody can just walk through a season and think that nothing is going to happen to them. They're all subject yeah. to Martin's torture, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> or Martin's justice. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that's a fair statement. Just when Jamie got comfortable and let his guard down, let him think he was winning, he clearly was not. But speaking of people that aren't winning at all, let's uh, go back to uh, to Theon for a moment, since we were just talking about him before. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, uh, I won't say any more. <laughs> going down, he's that winning. Route. He got out of jail. That was it's, crazy. You know what? That's it's funny because yes, it's it's true. He did get out of jail, and just when the attackers were catching up to him, his little. Um, Frodo Baggins Link, lookalike Link, Link uh, came, you know, running out of the forest in his green cape and rescued him. And I don't know, Phil and Micah, did you guys see this coming? No. Uh, well, <laughs> sort of. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say too much, but it was. I'm interested in seeing where they're going with this. Let's just put mm-hmm. it that way. And Frodo Baggins is pretty badass with a bow. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that too. Yes, he is. The, the executioner style arrow to the face was pretty, yeah, crazy. That reminded me of Amon Hen, where like Lurtz is like going over Boromir and he's going to give him the last shot in the face. Yeah, with mm-hmm. the, the guy did use words of the North when he mm-hmm. said winter is coming. I was just going to say that mm-hmm. it makes you question, you know, who he's actually who he's actually working for, because surely if that's I, think, I don't think this is, that's just me speculating now, but surely if he was. Of the Ironborn persuasion, you would have expected him to say something more Ironborny. Like what are their words? Like blood. What is dead that may so? never die. Yeah, exactly. What is dead may never die. Right, right. Something like that. that. Yeah. You know, like winter's coming seemed very out of place. But I, I mean, I think you know, it's safe to say that this is somewhat a deviation from the book series. I don't think that's spoiling anything right now. So. I mean, I know I'm personally like, ooh, what the hell? <laughs> I wasn't expecting right. that. But in the best way, you know, because I have no idea what's going to happen now. It almost seemed kind of Jojen-ish, just the way he appeared. Yeah. And he just, he just seemed really magical for just more magical than he needed to be, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's, it remains really mysterious for me. Yeah, I agree. I thought of Jojen as well um, right away. And I think that's due to the last episode, the way he appeared in the forest. Unless he's totally playing him. Right. Well- I consider that a possibility, but wouldn't that really suck if he was just in it to injure Theon some more? Yeah, but wouldn't that just be? <laughs> that would be that scene. Allow that would be Eric to have his retribution. All of Theon's enemies enemies are killed right now. Celebrate, man! That's a good. That's a good night for you. All right, awesome. Get Go Theon. This is your time. out of a horn. No, I'm I'm really pleased with how that plotline turned out right now. Yeah. I figured. I was watching it. I was thinking Eric peed a little. Just <laughs> Eric, Theon just got out of jail. Mm-hmm. No, that was good for him. I mean, if you're a Theon fan and you're listening, props. Go crack a bottle of bubbly tonight. It's your yes. night. Are there any listening? <laughs> Crickets. I'm sure there are. Crickets. I'm sure there are. 
Well, okay, I have to talk about something at the beginning of the episode because it's something that we've talked about before a handful of times. And that's – and Eric, you've actually insulted Braun's skill. You said that his shot wasn't that good. And I think everybody here would agree with me that Braun Favre stepped up at the Battle of Blackwater and he got the target right on the first try. Unlike the guy this – I want to say this – I almost said this morning. Unlike the guy this morning on the show because he's outside and you know, the beginning of the day and he shot at the boat and he missed like eight times. He was there pretty much until this evening, still missing. Yeah. That's right. What you're he would be there now if it wasn't for his uncle <laughs> i know in poor edmure he was so pissed he's like get out of my way asshole and he just <laughs> steps up and he shoots it but i just thought it was great because from the the ending that we had last week going right to this you know there's a fight and then now it's so chill and it's almost comedic it was it was really they're doing a good job i mean that was it was yeah. cool it's very almost madman-esque the way it made me feel how it just kind of warps you around in emotions and moods and it was comedy this time i love the blackfish i mean i loved him in the book but the actor is great too yeah he really is yeah they mentioned that in the dialogue too they're like you know most of the world even in the worst days of war most of the world is nothing's happening right so i thought that was a reference to well obviously i just found it connected with the show because this was such a light episode well i, I don't want to say such a light episode there was still a lot that happened but you like, know, i mean terms- you're right but i mean we're talking about this joke that was happening it happened at a funeral yeah <laughs> Well, yeah. following, so, a, following a funeral. Following a well, funeral. I mean, he was shooting at the thing. It's like, you know, still still going until the arrow hits. They were so upset with him, too. The way Kat looked, she was livid, man. And it's like, why not? Because this is a an honor thing. You have to get somebody who's decent with arrows to – otherwise, you just light it on fire when it's, like, there. You don't let it go halfway down the, the mm-hmm. river and have a guy who can't shoot to task with, you know, shooting a flaming arrow on I always him. felt like that must be a lot of pressure, though. I mean – I mean, yeah. Like, if you miss, it's like shame upon your house. Thirty. He long. missed four times. <laughs> yeah. He shot Very four arrows. Though. Yeah. I bet you that they didn't even write it in, and <laughs> he just missed trying to get the shot. And they're and like the guy getting mad. This was all off script. They're like, let's just keep it. This is great. <laughs> I'm not sure because it did set up um, Edmer versus uh, the Blackfish really, well, really well. I mean, just wasn't. in that first shot. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you know, like it was just the shot in itself. That first scene, you had the difference between the two characters right there. You didn't know who they were necessarily, but you were like, okay, so this guy is a fail. And this guy is awesome. <laughs> yep. I like how yeah, I guess. after the blackfish shot, he didn't even wait to see if it hit the boat. He just started walking yeah. away. He just knew. It was badass. There's no question. This gave me hope for the, the other elder characters, um, such as, you know, Whitebeard or whoever it is with Danny. Um, oh, later Selmy? on, Barristan? <laughs> yeah, White Barristan Beard. Selmy. <laughs> That's Isn't good. he in? No, in the books, he's Whitebeard for a long time. Yes. He's yeah, a white pirate. Right. From what I hear. But anyway, um, <laughs> Sir Barristan. <laughs> from, your, from your read ahead. Yeah. I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask the question about the Tullys. You know, what did you guys feel about them being introduced uh, in, in this particular episode? You know, were you overwhelmed, underwhelmed, indifferent? Do you feel like it was a bit rushed, a bit confusing? Yeah, I, I like the introduction. Um, I, I do wonder if you know newer viewers are kind of like, you know, now who are these people again and and where are they? Because they didn't really, you know, kind of establish where they were in the beginning or even who they were. Like like Selena said, there was like almost no dialogue right in the beginning of, of the episode there. Mm-hmm. And then they just transitioned right away into a scene where they're talking like battle tactics. And I mean, I, you kind of get a sense of, of what's going on, but there, it is, they do drop you right into it. But overall, I, I really like their introduction. Yeah, me too. But it's mainly because I just loved um, the Brendan. What is his, the name of the actor? Do you rem- remember? Clive Russell. Clive Russell. Yeah, exactly. Like I've seen him in other things and it's just, he almost struck me as like a new Ned type character. Like I just saw him and I was like, I trust you. <laughs> Leave me through this series. I, I felt the same way. I, I immediately liked him and I thought the setup with Kat was, was for me, he just became a character in the show. He was well-spoken. You know, when he when he said the bit about... People have been calling me Blackfish for 30 years or something like that. I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, so just that line there is sort of unofficially saying, all right, he's one of the good guys. He's been doing it for a while, so we can trust him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on the, on the flip side of that, when Rob is tearing into the other guy, yeah, that that was awesome. That he's was grilling that, him. Yeah, no, he stepped up and he's like, I'm King Rob. It sounds really cool. It's it's a cool name. I know. Let's let's talk <laughs> Almost about Almost like war. King Robert. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he kept asking him what, you know, what value is the mill? 
that that was you know recovered and then explains to him these 208 men that died we need them we need our men more than tywin lannister needs his and that sold it you know the guy's like the guy you know his only response i'm sorry although it should have been i'm sorry my king or i'm sorry my lord but i guess somehow the nice eaters aren't observed mm, they're family but i saw for the first time i guess that rob really cared um and rob had a plan that just wasn't necessarily revealed to this guy and his eagerness um you know cost a lot of lives and changed an opportunity um that rob would have had but you know it's also there's also something else and like you guys know that i'm not necessarily the biggest rob fan like i like rob but because um he hasn't had a point of view chapter in the books i th i feel like I, I don't get to know him as well as I get to know the other characters because you always see him from other people's point of view. So I think in this scene, I more got the fact that he's getting really, I don't want to say cocky, but he's he's stepping up the game, which is great. But he's also beginning to take a lot of these things for granted. He's beginning to take for granted that he has got it right. And I think, you know, one of the things Kat was trying to teach him was it's really important to to show confidence, but it's also important to listen to others, you know? And it's interesting to see him change going forward. I thought that Richard Madden really showed the difference in Rob, like exactly what you're saying. A little bit more arrogant and a mm -hmm. little bit more cocky about, about what he was doing. Um, but uh, as far as acting is concerned, I, I thought this is one of Rob's best scenes for me, dialogue-wise. Mm -hmm. it, I, I, it was just excellently done, completely believable, puts you right in the moment, as the show should, considering its size and you know response by the media. But... It was good acting, and I think that was pretty safe to say throughout the entire show tonight, especially the small council. Yeah, everything, everything is just uh, flawless. Like that they're doing the an excellent job. You know, like how do you follow up last season? You know, mm -hmm. but they're they're doing it great. This is the third episode, and again, it, for me, it's a winner. And it could very easily yeah. not be. You know, see, it's weird. It's weird for me because I feel like Rob's storyline is struggling. I, I I don't find it as interesting, uh, even though mm -hmm. it was a great moment between. The Tullys and and him in that particular scene uh, at River Run, but overall, I feel like it's very disjointed. You know, he's going from Heron Hall to River Run, and you don't really know what his plan is. Exactly, you don't know what his purpose is, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's what they're trying to tell as a story. But when you're reading it, uh, it's all coming mostly from Catalan's perspective, so it's a bit different. And I think they're they're trying to do it from Rob's, but I think maybe now on screen we're seeing why the story didn't necessarily come from his perspective, you know, up until this point, because mm -hmm. it's hard to tell. It just it's not working very well, at least for me. Yeah. This episode, I was pleased with Rob, and I was surprised that they even gave his wife uh, a whole scene, you know, oh, unto herself. I like her though. Yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah. I mean, when she's intimidating the Lannister um, young boys, and she says, my husband doesn't eat children, unless it's the full moon. <laughs> is it? Funny. It isn't a full moon tonight, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, but she's totally sticking up for Rob. She's like, yeah, he can turn into a wolf. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, so she's just kind of fueling their fear of him, which is which is good, because you know if they do escape, they'll carry those rumors on. I think she was always just try also just kind of I saw that differently actually. I saw it as her trying to appease them and make them more comfortable even though they were Lannister children. Yeah, that's how I felt. I mm -hmm. think she was being kind of nursely to these yeah. little kid little kids, like you know, taking around care with of them. them. Yeah, telling them a story. Well, let's get back to the small council because that shit okay. hilarious. <laughs> let's scrape oh, some chairs on. and talk about <laughs> that it. Was, yeah, no, it, it, it was pretty badass, I have to say. Another one of those just like injections like the beginning of the episode where it's just like, silent awkward humor that i'm yes. not used to seeing in such a serious show good job yeah, yeah. this is a sh this is a sign that you have good actors is you you give them like no dialogue you're like you have to make this scene work you know on screen and it's what baelish and Varys and uh <laughs> and the old man are just standing there looking at tywin who's at the end the other end of the table in the room he hasn't sat down yet so they're just like what are we staying here what are we doing um you know, and he finally sits down and they're just like, okay, we're going to find and make our seats. Obviously, then Circe comes in, you know, grabs her seat, pulls, you know, lifts it elegantly around to the other table, sits next to Tywin, leaving Tyrion there to just, what's he going to do? And what I noted <laughs> in my notes here is that his chair, which was at the end of the table, 
he actually moved it to the direct and like the, yeah. the actual end of the table. So he's now completely opposite Tywin. I thought this was symbolic or figurative, but whereas before he wasn't sitting exactly across from him, he's now at exactly the other end of the table from his father. And I thought well, that, that was, was just to own his sister, though, wasn't it? Because she first scraped. She was like, I'm going to sit at my father's right hand. And then Tyrion was like, screw that. I'm going <laughs> to do you one better. Well, let's not forget he's not sitting next to Grandmeister Pycelle after he threw him That's down in the, uh, the dungeons, or so to speak, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, last year or last season. Last year. It's like a lot. It's like last school year. <laughs> yeah, like you know? when, you, when they were freshmen in high school. <laughs> right. Summer, summer break's been hard on all of us. Well, just the whole week was like seemed like it was going so slow. This week, I don't know. Hopefully, then uh, next week coming up goes quicker because I want to see more. <laughs> <laughs> so, is this the last? No, you have one more episode. I do. I haven't watched it yet, though. You should watch it. I'll probably you watch it. You should watch yeah. it. Yes. Do it right now. Right now. While, yeah. we're, while we're here. Actually, <laughs> go ahead and put it on. We'll hear your yeah. commentary. Fire, fire it on. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. No. <laughs> His head is actually gone. <laughs> Wait, it's growing back. <laughs> it's the Adams family are casting him. What? He's regenerating. Oh, Do you think that some magic could bring? Uh, I don't even know no. if I should ask because it doesn't make. There's no, no point in, in arguing. His hand is not beyond the wall. So it's not going to come back to life. No. Yeah, he's going to grow yeah. a silver one though. He could. So it's fine. He'll kill. Yeah, he he'll then. kill werewolves with it. <laughs> the um, silver. The silver hand. Uh huh. No, was was this our first time seeing Varys? I think season? so because yeah. I I wrote Ooh. I think I wrote a text to Zach going Varys. Did didn't. you see how pleased he looked when Tyrion was like cracking jokes in yeah. the small council? <laughs> yeah. Like he's Tyrion. like. He's like, <laughs> like sharing a laugh with him. That was that was good. It's good to have you back. They're bros you in a way. weird bald thing. Yeah, <laughs> they it's all strange. kind of dumped on him with the um with the position though of being the master of coin. They were all just like, yeah, Tyrion can do that. Sure. <laughs> the whole thing was so awkward, you know. Because it was it was great because Varys is like, oh yeah, this is a meeting. We're having a meeting. This is a good meeting. Uh, speaking of, I hear that you're not the Lord of Harrenhal anymore, and <laughs> Baelish just fighting back all of the urge he had to be like, "Well, I hear that you still have no testicles." <laughs> he didn't say it, but eventually, we we now know that Baelish is he's going to get married. So, congratulations for Baelish. Good for you. You didn't quite get the one you wanted, but you got her sister. Close so. enough. Close enough. Close yeah. enough. He's, he's like, yeah, she likes me. It's cool. And everybody just kind of shares a look at each other like, this guy's a prick. <laughs> Am I the only one who doesn't think this is going to work out? Liza Aaron is crazy. She's she absolutely is. crazy. She's well, unmarriable. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, She's a bit. You think he, you think he cares? <laughs> No, 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 but who would possibly promise some knowing what condition Liza Aaron is in, who would actually – I realize it's like a strategic alliance, mm-hmm. but I really need to see this on screen to believe it because I don't think – Well, he wants the a- the a- eerie area yeah, who or whatever. Doesn't? It's awesome. It is pretty yeah. awesome. And who knows? Maybe Moon he door. does love her. Impenetrable. I'm sure that – Tywin is sitting there thinking, will, will Peter be happy? Will he be happy with <laughs> yes. who I'm setting him up with? I'm just I'm saying, sure. man. She's, that's not going to work at all. I don't think he'll be happy. We'll circle I'm back to episode though. one, though. Remember what he said to Sansa. What did he say to Sansa? What did he say? I might have a way out of here soon. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> the dots. I'm just connecting the dots, people. Yeah, Thank we're you. All intrigued. Mike is our resident doctor. But how maker. awesome was that later on in the episode <laughs> when Tyrion says to Baelish, enjoy the eerie? Yeah. yeah. Such a cool tie back to season one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was very good. Maud. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll see Maud again. Ooh, I That would be so. pretty badass. No, the um, what was I gonna say? I I, I forget the the exact quote. I feel like we're already doing owns because right now at this point we're just trading badassery. But there was a part in the episode where Baelish is is giving him counsel, and Tyrion's like, "Well, I'd be a rich dude if I knew all that shit." And he's like, "Or I'd be richer than you if I knew all of these answers." And he was like, "Well, you are richer than me." He's like, "Oh yeah," and he just walks away. <laughs> no, that's that's good. The whole thing with Tyrion and Baelish, it's like we're getting some old school, and I hate to say old school because I don't want to act like the show's that old, but we're getting some season one ownage, some season one back talk. It's getting good. Yeah. A lot of things are connecting. Yeah. Even the the scene, you guys talked about it a little bit before with uh, Arya when she gets the uh, the bread from from Hot Pie. Direwolf bread. She goes up to the hound and she says, do you remember the last time you were here? She was pissed. She was. She was talking about me, man. She was thinking like of a, you, man. <laughs> got chopped in half. Do you think he's going to get 
Well, yeah, he was cleaved, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm. We just did the book. Uh, if you guys are listening that were with us during the book description, if, if you guys weren't, I'm gonna go ahead and give you the book breakdown of what happened with the hound the last time he was there. He rode down a kid who did nothing and chopped him from his shoulder to his belt on the opposite side. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. I know. Poor guy. So there's that. I wonder how many yeah. like show only viewers even made that connection remember though. that i didn't make that connection i didn't remember i didn't notice where they were yeah where else would they be it's always there, it's always there. you know <laughs> what i mean well like his response is there. you know i see a lot of <laughs> shitty places it's like no i didn't make that connection either yeah it was very subtle it's because mm. we're the nerds sitting back here watching all the cool people do stuff yeah. but the thing i like about it is that for people that are only watching the show they could go back and watch the first season and then when they make that connection it's like Wow, they had that, you know, in you know three, uh, you know three seasons or two seasons later in season three. Same thing with Thoros uh, being introduced last episode, and they mentioned him back in season one. And it's mm-hmm. cool how they like added those little, you know, um, little tidbits along the way, so that people, when they go back and rewatch it, can can uh, pick up on that. So the show is is recreating tiebacks for us. It's almost as compartmentalized as a book series would be because like you said, we're getting season one connecting with season three. And for me, I felt like the way they shot this out in the trees, it almost felt a lot like those scenes in the beginning of season one. And we're actually, we just did those with commentary episodes. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I think like if I, if I were to watch this episode again, when the, the entire bit with Arya and the Hound is happening, I would see that because they, they possibly shot in the same spot. That's kind of unlikely unless it was easily accessible and cheap. But that's, that's really, that's, that's interesting. A tie back with Thoros and those guys, Space Champion actually wrote on a Winner's Coming post, he reminded us that not only did Thoros win the melee in the the hands tournament, so the badass archer guy that the Hound was talking shit to in this episode saying, yeah, you're good with your bow, but I like to see people when I kill them. And then he makes the reference that maybe he likes to kiss them and guy won the the archery competition. That's right. Mm -hmm. So these dudes are badasses. And it all connects. Yeah. Those are free... They're all just awesome. And there's going to be more to come with the three of them. Yeah, but I didn't, you know, obviously when we saw this the first time and we they mentioned Thoros's name in the first season, we're, we don't know. I didn't know. Yeah. People that are watching that aren't reading, they didn't know that all of these things would eventually tie together. So now I'm wondering. George every time I, Yeah, right. <laughs> well, every time I'm seeing something now, all I'm thinking about is, all right, well, how are they going to tie this in? Because the way they're tying everything in is a lot tighter than I would thought it would be. Okay. So, so can I offer of that? Can I ask a question? Because there was a scene in this episode between Melisandre and Stannis, and I was asking myself, "What is going on here? Like, Making more shadow babies." <laughs> Stannis she got not dumped. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> he did. What about St- when Stannis says, "Make me another child"? Like he just actually means make pop me it in the oven. Like, um, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, doesn't yeah. she say? To him, basically, that she's going to go slaughter his family. Because she's like, there yeah. are others that share your blood. I'm like, yeah. what? what is this shit? And you know who's who her family is? Yes. It's Gendry. Dun, dun, dun. Barely. Well, barely, though. Still, though. I don't think that was meant to be that. Well, who else would it be? Well, she can't be referring to the one bastard who escaped. Like, she can't possibly bastards. know of Gendry's existence. I'm just, no, 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 not Gendry specifically. That's just who my mind went to because I'm like, holy crap, what's going to happen? But I mean, mm-hmm. Robert's bastards, they must be Stannis' family. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, yeah but Baratheon's children were, or his bastards anyway, were all killed, except basically except for Gendry. There are some around. Phil, what do you think? Uh, I think that you guys should keep watching. <laughs> but you, but wait, you haven't watched beyond this point. But I know things. Oh, he knows things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, but but doesn't Stannis also have a wife and daughter? He does. He does, and they've been cast. Yeah, I don't know when we're gonna see them, but well, no, those are his somewhere. blood. At least his daughter is. That's true. Well, That's yeah, not his true. wife. But That's you would assume point. that she would be on Dragonstone with him, and not somewhere where Melisandre has to leave. Go take exactly my point. Yeah. Mm. So I don't, mm. I don't know. Okay. So obviously what's what's coming out of all of this is that Melisandre is chasing down some people. She's sick of Stannis. They're breaking up. It's over. <laughs> I don't think they're breaking up. They're just on a break. His fires. Yeah. So on Facebook, <laughs> it says it's complicated is what you would say. Right? <laughs> yeah. If they were his to put it in modern day low. terms. Yes. His fires yeah, burning that was, low. That was so mean. <laughs> that was an interesting thing, though, because the whole point is that he's supposedly the Lord of Light and the whole fire thing. And if she's saying your fires burn too low, 
that's interesting in terms of how much she really believes that he is the true whatever it was. He needs some Viagra. <laughs> Here's the I thing. All right. Just what happened to Stannis. He got a he got a great looking lady in his life and then he got boring and then she walked out. All right. So let's just be a lesson. Just stay interesting. All right. Don't be like Stannis. He started moping and then that was just. Yeah. He got all mopey and it was over. That's not attractive. Mm-hmm. Once you have a shadow baby like and it runs off and kills people, it's just what are you going to do? It's Where do you hard go to stay from there impressed. in a relationship? You can't stay together. For you the can't kids. really go further. Stay together for the kid. With the kid is they grew up so fast. <laughs> the first. Kill. Oh God. <laughs> He's gone back home to ass high. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, I, don't you to, ever to say that episode. again. <laughs> well, Theon almost got his ass high in this episode. <laughs> wow. 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 You know, I'd much rather be talking right now about ass to poor. <laughs> We were talking about Theon sticking his ass in, in the air, and I think that's kind of the best transition you could possibly make to a whorehouse. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> I'm still taking notes from Podrick. I, I was so confused by this whole scene. Like, this this was the part of the episode that didn't work for me, and maybe I just, it, it just, I, you know, I didn't have the visual sort of drawing that many other people nudity. did <laughs> yes but um but i thought it was a strange it, it's the pay okay i'm gonna get really technical here before you guys get into your whatever i thought analysis. the pacing of it was very yeah your in-depth analysis um the pacing of it felt really off to me like it felt like the punchline i kept waiting for it and it never came and i didn't really understand yeah the whole i completely thing. agree pod came back with money and then they were all like tell us and then it cut away and i was like Tell you what? <laughs> what yeah. happened? I don't understand. I didn't know. I didn't understand what had happened. And I'm not... I, I, I get stuff, okay? All right? I'm, I'm, I get I'm very, stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah, no, I know you get stuff. <laughs> I get stuff, too. What I mean to say is, like, I completely get it now. But when I was watching it, I didn't get it until after it was done. And I was like, yeah. wait, that's what they were trying to say? Because I didn't know if it had something to do with maybe he's a eunuch and they couldn't do anything. <laughs> or like, like maybe he turned them down. Like maybe he was yeah. too proud or gay or like something. You know, like my I, my app was trying to work it out and I couldn't. And then it cut away. And it was like, okay, so that was supposed to be funny. Okay. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, in hindsight, it is funny because it's mm. pod. So it's like, go pod. Good for you, buddy. You know, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but still, but still, yeah. And it's like, why wouldn't the horse not? take his money that's just bad business <laughs> it no, just doesn't well, make it just, that's what they were saying but it's just very highly suspicious and that's why they were um t- you know at the end of it Tyrion and Bronn are, are comparing notes with pod they're like what did you do you know we want details he pours him He's some like, wine what didn't i do it's <laughs> yeah, really that, really suspicious it's not well it's not meant to be suspicious it was meant to be funny yeah, yeah i think so too like there, there's not there's not anything like detective wise afoot mm. like, like we gotta Pod get to the bottom of secret... what happened right right yeah he's not a secret lannister you know he didn't like beat them or make them beat each other really i mean what the show was trying to say was he did a great job for his first time and he stepped back and they were like you know what we're just not even gonna make you pay for our work i know what and kind then... of whores are they yeah, like, first off, it's like, well, it's what happening is Baelish is he's not giving them the attention they deserve and they're slacking on their whore duties. You know? I think that's true. That's a lot of coin he could have missed out on. He gets probably 20, 30 percent commission off that, you know, which is like, he doesn't like bad. He'd be pissed either, if, he, if so he knew. I'm sure he's not not going to be happy about that one. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it was a good scene. <clears throat> good for, for other pod. reasons, right? Good for Pod. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of stuff for Tyrion. We like Tyrion. And you know what? Good for Pod. All right. They were just doing their job. You were just doing yours. There you go. <laughs> it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> well, how many more puns can we think of before we're done recording? Anybody else have a pun? Winterfell, what about you? I'm tapped out. <laughs> so from whorehouses to a land where there are no interests in whores. Yeah. Right? Or would be and mostly no genitalia. I'm still waiting to find out where we're going. <laughs> we're going to Astapor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Astapor, the land of men who die. I got eunuch nothing. soldiers. Yeah, eunuch yeah. soldiers, as I believe that. Thank you. The, the land of there. eunuch soldiers. Yeah. Land of soldiers. Yes. The land of Varys's dreams. The land of <laughs> Varys's dreams. An army of spiders, if you will. Pretty much, yeah. 
Would it be funny if they did like, you know, like an Attack of the Clones style shot where it was just like Varys, 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 Varys? <laughs> yeah, but it, they couldn't row. fight anywhere with rough terrain because the shoes don't have the right soles for it. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's called the Walk of Pain. Maybe. Maybe. Danny's walking down the bridge. Okay, guys. And Selena, did you ever think of the fandom reference you were thinking of? No. Wait, what, what, what was it? Basically, you know, like how when Danny comes in and she's like, I'll take them all, even the ones that are not, that haven't done their training. I was just thinking there's some, that is a reference to something else. Like there's some, someone else in history or literature or something who does that. And I could, oh, just couldn't remember who it I was. So it was I wouldn't be surprised though, because no. that is from the books and George always likes to pick up things yeah. from history and add it, add it to the mm-hmm. book. It's like, I'll save them all, you know? Like I I'm, trying, I'm kind of thinking of Star Wars when Obi-Wan's grabbing those clone soldiers. No, that's not it. <laughs> Is he thinking of Sorcerer's Stone when he, yeah. when he yeah, bought all the candy in the trolley? We'll I'll take, take the, the lot. We'll take the lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let's just say that's it because it's brilliant. <laughs> anyway, so okay. Danny's walking down the bridge, okay? <laughs> there are obviously, she's in somebody else's city, all right? Kind of like when she was a brand new Dothrak, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's a new situation for her. She's She's got Barristan. You know, she, her her entourage is growing and she sees someone suffering and she picks one person out of like the hundred that are there and singles them out and wants to help them. We've seen this before, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what got Drogo killed. Yeah. So, I mean, is there going to be a negative re- repercussion from her trying to help the guys get the guy get a drink or was that just a, a story tool? Because I just I feel like I just need to know. I don't think that was I think that was just it's just showing that she's compassionate and showing and, and it's going to give her enemies the tool of saying, oh, but she is a woman. She is weak. You know, well, I, I guess I forgot that she was compassionate. So they needed to remind us again. Oh, with well, three I'm... minutes of the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, she did lock. Uh, yeah. Doria and Zarozo duck sauce in the vault at the end of last season. So. There you go. Well done. <laughs> well done, yes. She's got a mean streak to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It is true. I think it ties, though, to not that moment um, with when she's standing in whatever you want to call that room and she's looking around at all the slaves that are that are looking down on her from up on the ramparts mm-hmm. or the battlements, whatever you want to call those. It's just... It, I don't necessarily think it shows that she's soft. It shows she's compassionate. She cares about people. Yeah. And she cares. You know, obviously, there's more going on in her head there than just what meets the eye. She she always has a a soft spot for the you know the downtrodden, and mm-hmm. you know the you know in this case like the slaves or or in the case of um, you know the the Lazarine when she she saved Miri Mazder um, from being raped and and killed, but she she always. There's always like an ongoing struggle there where, where she's, you know, cruel uh, when she needs to be or against her enemies. But, you know, for the for the downtrodden and the weak, she's always very compassionate. And there's kind of a... Mm-hmm. So her and Jamie are going to be buds. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. So. Exactly. Yeah. One day. There's a new <laughs> ship. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that one started before. A new no. One. Not to get too deep, but do you think that this episode title was could have been tied back to Jamie and Brienne as opposed to the walk of punishment cuz I I don't really feel like they featured that very much in the episode. I thought it was going to be that or something else that we can't talk about. Well, I think that that case can be made because during their um well they're not really walking, they're on the horse together tied together. We're talking Brienne Jamie here. He basically tells her, "Hey, when we get to the camp, you're going to be raped." And so he gives her kind of a heads up, and the rest of that journey, I'm sure, is pretty painful for her. Yeah, because I know an episode later in the season is called The Bear and the Maiden Fair, but I feel like that could have been the title of this episode. I agree. They showed that song a lot. I mean, the, the guys were singing it, and it's obviously during the credits. Obviously, no bear, we're lacking though. the bear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see any bear, so. <laughs> the song was utilized a lot in the mm-hmm. God, episode. these guys, it's just like, it's getting a little tiny bit too pitch perfect for me at this point with all this, like, singing. It's like, like auto-tuned guys. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, it's like the reading the Lord of the Rings or a Game of Thrones, I suppose, novel when that huge block of song just comes and you're like, all right, well, let's get on with it. That's how <laughs> I read it anyway. it every time. I do, I do, every time. Uh, yep, yeah. <laughs> I read the songs. I feel like it wasted a lot of time, but hell, why not? Right. <laughs> I'm here. But let's get back to Danny because, um, I mean, obviously she comes, she comes in front of the slave master and we have, uh, Missande next to him. Sort of, I love, I love the way that she sort of pauses every time he gives her an insult and then 
it's like she's so smart though to be able to to do that on a whim yes she's yeah. she's really well built up as a character i think she's probably used to it i don't know i I was glad that guy was still the same way he was before when he's insulting danny in front of her but i <laughs> yeah. can't help but think he's just gonna get his face melted off with that dragon she gives him mm, see yeah that's it oh you know what i just want to say because whenever when when she said that thing with the dragon i'm gonna give you one of my dragons i remember reading that part in the book and I got so mad. I was I was mad at George. I was mad at Danny. I was, mad. I was like, she cannot do this. No. And it was like, oh, I haven't been as mad about anything else in the entire series that I've read so far as when she was giving up one of her dragons. I don't believe it. Yeah. Can we do a poll? Is it a trick? I mean, does she ex- – because, like, here's what I see happening. Why don't you I poll see- you and Zach? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, what do you guys think – like, if you can separate yourself from the fact that you yeah. know and, like, are just watching the series, do you so think when she's we the first kind of read person? It, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, when you're leaving – when she's leaving on the boat with the 8,000 Unsullied and the boys mm-hmm. and all that, does she just, like, snap her fingers and the and the dragon, like, melts his face off and leaves and burns the city down on his way back to her? Mm-hmm. See, so I you're like, asking I him thought, for spoilers. Uh, no, no. I, when I read it, that's the thing, is that I didn't think that she would be able to leave a dragon behind. And then I read it and I was like, oh – She's going to leave it behind. George has totally misunderstood his own character. I'm so angry. <laughs> well, she's pretty yeah, serious. She's pretty mm-hmm. serious about um, Selmy and Jura, like, questioning her in public in front of the other guys. And she she reprimands them later. Um, obviously not a very powerful threat. Oh, yeah, you'll just be advising somebody else. <laughs> but still, it's like, oh, Okay. But yeah, she was upset about it, so I don't really know what's going on. Maybe she really does intend to leave the dragon with this asshole. To get her army, you know? It's a it's a huge army. She wouldn't have been able to get somewhere else. So I think there's definitely something, you know, I think there. Danny is very smart. She's very cunning. And I think that she's doing a lot of things here that are that'll help put her plan into motion, whatever that plan might be. You see how she looks at the way the slaves are being treated. You see how she reacts to the way the Unsullied themselves are treated. Mm-hmm. You can tell that she doesn't really like this dude. And I think she understands more, at least from um, not necessarily what's being said, but I think she understands sort of his approach and his delivery. <laughs> and I think that she made a very tactical move in taking uh, Misande away from him yeah that was a nice touch i don't know it's like she has this mean streak where she'll snap at selmy and be like Rhaegar wasn't the last dragon (laughs) and then on the other hand she sees this guy a little parched because he's been sitting in the sun with his wounds and she goes and and gives him a kiss all right let's be clear here first off the guy was like basically on a crucifix <laughs> he was it's being a killed. Parched. Yeah, so it was a, it was a little parched. No, 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 no. She was about Theon. Was, was he a little injured? Yeah, no. Theon was. He was suffering horrors, guys. All right, horrors. While horrors. this, it wasn't man like just was getting your parched. hand chopped off or like you know yeah. hanging there, sunburns. I'm saying she has this sympathy that I think is yeah. a little unwarranted. I think that's fair. Yeah, but that, that's part of her, her. Part of her character is being mm-hmm. she is a leader. She is the dragon, and the people that are serving with her, she's snapping at them because they're not doing what they should be doing. You know, they should not be questioning someone that they call your grace in front of the person that they're making deals with. That's their right. fault. And her reprimanding them was tiny compared to what another king would have done. Like perhaps her, the rest of her family. And she's also got this thing where she has these two seasoned men, older than her, more experienced, uh, more knowledgeable. They both lived in Westeros. She has never been there since she was – no, she has never been there. And she's a woman. She's young. If she doesn't – I mean, they will serve her and they will follow her. But if she doesn't sort of – she needs to remind them every once in a while, especially Barrison because he's just joined her, that they are not joining her to – decide what she should do like she's not like say joffrey who is technically not the ruling king even though he kind of acts like he is because he's a child like she is Kalisi and the true dragon and all of those things so i think it makes sense i don't care that she's the Kalisi. i think eventually no. i hopefully that'll get phased out of the show Kalisi. but what will jorah say <laughs> uh, queen <laughs> with with giant dragon queen. things 
You know what I mean? With giant like, she, and dragon things. Yeah. Like, she 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 has her spot. All right. She has her spot. She has Barristan. He's he's talking back, like he said, because he's back here for a little bit. But as far as everything that's happening, I mean, the, the transition that was going down instead of this dude's personal amphitheater, which I thought was great, which clearly means that he can get rid of these without selling them because he's not hard up for the cash, which kind of made me worried because... Her minus a dragon is less cool. Three dragons is definitely cooler than two. I think we can agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right, but I think it's pretty clear that Daenerys is going to do whatever it takes to get her fucking dragon back. All right. <laughs> like, Where I, are I, my it's dragons? Obvious. <laughs> She's. I mean, I don't want to. I, I can't say that I know for sure because I don't know for sure. Um, I don't know if anyone knows. I don't know if it's in a book. If it's we're going to know next week that she betrayed him, I don't know. And they might change it from the book. Who knows? What do you guys think, though, that are listening? The ones that haven't read ahead. Hmm? Yeah. Let us know what if... do they think? Let us know if uh, Danny will renege on her agreement. I mean, she better as a dragon. Not yeah. just any dragon, but the, the big one. <laughs> but you know what you can have lots of on screen? Uh-oh. Horse heads. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Horse heads. Yeah, well, the, crop the Godfather Psychedelic Part 5 today spiral. on Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, it looked like, the, it looks like seriously, it looked like a spiral galaxy. I was like, what is yeah. this? Are they from space? Yeah. Evil yeah. white snow people from it's space. It's like a crop circle, but not. <laughs> I hope they explain what's going on here. Is there some, like, meaning to that? I'm not really sure about that. But they said that the, the White Walkers were artistic. And I was like, <laughs> but... They're like zombies. Yeah, it's things. a regular like, Van Gogh. What are Go. they doing? Like, la la la, we're in the snow. We're going to do this nice little round thing. Like, what? what is happening? <laughs> you know what it is? Like, when you when you live north of the wall as Mansurator and those There's guys do, I'm do. sure you see that stuff all the time. Oh. So you're like, oh, okay, starry night. I get it. You know, and they just walk over and it's like, oh, okay. Maybe they're just like waiting for winter and they're like, what should we do? It still hasn't come. Oh, let's do this round head thing. It's it's smart in a way because they killed the horses. So now they all have to travel on foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if they're at the horses, they're also at the men. It's not like the men abandoned the horses or were very far from them. They did kill a lot of the men, though, but they, they said that those have basically been turned into White Walkers, didn't they? Which is pretty mm-hmm. scary. Yeah. If they start popping up again, like ragged black cloaks. But only a few of the men, actually, well, including Old Bear, which I was happy to see. I was happy to see he was still alive. Show up at Craster's now. They knock on his door. That's before Mansurator divvies out the war orders, if if you will. He's Tormund. like, yo, you you guys just go climb this wall. Climb the yeah, wall. Yeah, he, he says it so casually. It's like, hey, go climb the wall. There's only It's only guarding one side. It's only 700 <laughs> feet tall. No big deal. There, there are crazier things in the world. They have giants. They're, they have an army of 10,000 people. I mean, it's strange to think um, what's happening with these people when you really think about it. They just walked upon a circle of dead horse heads, and they're like, "Well, every, John, everyone you've ever you've known for a while is probably dead. Here's their horses. Uh, first, first things first, we're gonna save the horse meat. Uh, that'd be good to feed people. We just won't tell them where we got it. And I'm gonna need you guys to go fight. And the the first thing that wasn't said was, "Hey, life is so weird that this stuff is happening to us." Instead, a guy walks up with a perfectly trimmed beard, and he's like, "Hey, do we finally get to fight?" So that that's Westeros for you. He's we're so tugged. excited. He's like, let's climb this wall. We'll hug each other. It'll be wonderful. And first off, go kill everyone you've ever met. And then Manstrator's rude to John again. He's like, hey, if he doesn't do his job, just push him off the wall. You know who I want to push off the wall, though? Um, Let me think. Tell us. Theon. Ned, no, no, Ned no, no, no. Stark. Ned. No, you want to push Arya off the wall. Arya. This wasn't meant yeah. to be a big mystery. This was meant Brienne. to be a transition. I want to push off anybody who makes another fat joke about Sam to oh, his face. I agree with you. <laughs> I am so sick of the fat jokes. Like, well, because I they're all much. so surprised that he is still that big after living in such hard circumstances. It's like Hurley on Lost. Get over it. Well, same it's with her. It was butters. like, dude, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. We're on a desert island. Uh, there are there are literally two skeletons in our water cave, and you're still the same. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Okay. I just I feel like they. Ugh. I'm. I'm. It, it annoys me. It's like lowest common denominator humor. And we talked about this last week, so I won't do it again. But ugh. no, I agree. It's 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 like the South Park routine. It's easy. It's to like do. the redhead or like the glass. We still do it today. It's not even like a, a time thing. It's like, oh, huh, huh, you have glasses or you have braces or you have red hair or you're fat. Like it's like, yeah, okay, get grow up. <laughs> Are glasses and braces still funny in Sweden? Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys outgrown that now? Oh, dude, I don't think people get well, made glasses, fun of that. Now they're like hipster so glasses, you know. 
that's like cool you know people every get... pair of glasses is hipster glasses oh, really? <laughs> yeah. well i think kids still make fun of them anyway that's not important <laughs> but yeah craster and 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 surprise surprise they go to craster's right and somebody's pregnant. Somebody's given birth. It's that was warm. Gilly, right? It's Gilly, yeah. Was it Gilly, though? Because he's looking in on her, yes. but she didn't really seem yes. to have that it recognition. Well, okay, but she didn't have that recognition in her eyes, cause, clearly, because she's oh, she focusing on no, focusing on other things. She had recognition and birth in her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, there's something coming out of me, and this is not comfortable. <laughs> yeah. No, it didn't look comfortable, but... You know, unfortunately, there's this moment. It's very hushed. Everybody knows, well, it's a boy. You know what they do with boys. Mm-hmm. What do they do with boys? They take them into the woods and leave them for the White Walkers. No. No! <laughs> yeah, that's sad. I had a feeling that Sam might want to take this one away and raise it as his own. <laughs> God. You know? Could you imagine? That's like a new sitcom, like Sam Maybe and he'll try. Baby. <laughs> Sam and Giddy. Craster's Keep, that entire first scene... At Craster's Keep, when they came up to the gates, I'm thinking to myself, Craster, you sad, sad son of a bitch. You're standing there, and you're seriously trying to pull the hard-ass maneuver when you've Mm -hmm. got an entire just band of assholes in front of you with their swords and shields that haven't slept with women in months. (laughs) Like, seriously, you've got a house full of women, and not to mention a house with food and warmth and shelter, and they've just got done trudging through the wilderness of the Great North. And you're seriously going to sit there and be like, I might let you in. It's like, they're going to kill you. If they they flash their pieces, too. Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah. This was one time that they did not want to get fucked with. Well, I'm not sure what happened. Um, all I know is that Gilly gave birth. It was a nice tie back to the last section that we had inside of Craster's Keep. And I'm not sure what's going to happen with Sam. They didn't really show the end of it. But maybe we'll ask him next time he comes on. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. He'd probably be around on Friday's episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, I think that about wraps up the the episode discussion. Obviously, a lot of ownworthy moments to choose from, but what did you guys pick as your top owns of the episode? Ooh, well, I have a really obvious one, so I'll go first. Um, there were a lot of of really sort of of great moments in this episode, and uh, the chair scraping one was close second for me. But I got, I gotta come on, girls. Podrick. No, screw that. <laughs> I got to give it to uh, the the quote that was wrote. I feel like, you know, they, they, you know, Game of Thrones, they've listened to Game of Thrones at this point. They know us. They they feel like they need to, you know, throw us a few owns in, rather yeah. than bones. And they wrote right. this one for me, I feel personally. So they, thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> is this the one and, I texted you about? Yeah. But, uh, okay, go it, on. Go it on. is, of course, <laughs> Mrs. Uh, or Miss, Miss Danny, who goes, um, all men must die. But we are not men. And I just think Eowyn and I am no man. And it was all Lord of the Rings and greatness and go them. Yes. Go women. They're better than men. All right. Yes. Next Although on. Tyrion's scraping chair was also awesome. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you definitely got owned uh, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sure. Um, obvious. <laughs> yeah. Winterfell with the OG reference. Okay. So his hand got chopped off. Yeah. His sword hand too, which is going to cause uh... some, some problems. Here, here, here you go, Selena. I'll, uh, I'll Ooh. give you, I'll, I'll throw a bone your way here. I'll give it to Brienne. Awesome. When she was talking to Jamie, <laughs> when they were tied back to back, and he's going on and on about himself, and she says, "Maybe people just love to overpraise a famous name." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Great. Awesome. And also a, uh, a shout out to Craster. <laughs> For We're still owning all look his at lives. Him. He's a walking feast. <laughs> and that like, crazy laugh he had uh, during the chair. I don't know why I wrote that he down. Have, like emphysema or something. I don't, he's just like, ah, he just had a, he had a really good time about it's that. Like he should be on one of those cigarette commercials. Not that we should be making fun of them. But. All right, sweet cheeks, come over here. We're going to talk. I think he was making pig noises at one point just to, just to mock Sam some more. It's hard to pick an own in this episode. We've got picking noises at Sam. We've got... Littlefinger getting a brand new wife, big winner there. Just a mm-hmm. nice package for him. Um, I'm gonna have to give my own to Mr. Anguy, who's one of the brothers without banners, and he's shoving someone inside of a cart, and he hits his face on the side of the cart, which I'm sure <laughs> hurt no matter what. And he says apologies, but you're one ugly fucker, and I'd rather not see you no more. So hmm. <laughs> there you go, double negatives, all from our good friend yours truly. Wow. So that's my own. My own goes to how smoothly Baelish takes his new appointment um, as 
going to go into the veil and he's going to be Lord of the Eerie. He says titles do seem to breed titles. Um, yes. So I thought that yeah. was pretty badass. Awesome. Uh, also, um, I just have to one more time reiterate. Uh, hot let's pie? give a, no, well first, yeah, first off, hot pie, great bread, seriously, good I job. Mean, hot I pie, mean, he might have exited the show now that bread might be the last we see of him. So let's just, let's just take a moment. Don't eat it. No, no more hot pies for us. Sad times. No more hot pies. I'll, I'll miss them. Mm-hmm. All of my bread is going to be direwolf shaped from now on. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're drawing quite close to the end of the episode, and that means that we're not going to have all of the time in the world to read off every single tweet, Facebook post, text message, email, yada 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 that raven. you guys have sent our way. Raven, exactly. You guys sent in a raven, and they've enjoyed that. Messages from last and bottles, you know, we yes. get it all. No sound effects this episode, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and toss it Eric's way because he's about to lay down some of those that we can fit in and the rest will happen later. Speaking of laying things down, the bed with our first own says it has to go to Podrick for fucking whores so well they didn't take his money. <laughs> what? Hashtag beast. Hashtag beast. <laughs> Where the hell was that one? <laughs> Well, you could always visit winterscoming.net. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, we have <laughs> lots of we have lots of things that you can read that uh, you may find entertaining or enlightening. Winter is coming is one of those places you go on the internet when you're thinking to yourself, "Where should I go on the internet today?" Do I enjoy books? Do I enjoy television? <laughs> well, good. I fit all of these categories. I should head on over to winterscoming.net because guess what? And I have to toss a special shout out to Mr. Axe Chucker because the Twitter recaps are probably better than the episode recaps. <laughs> and I don't mean equality. Awesome. No, it's good. The, the tweets have been exciting. We've got a lot of good stuff rolling in. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff on Facebook as well. We're going to try to get to these as much as we can over the next part of the week and uh of course if you like our show as much as we hope you do uh you can head on over to itunes which is the place that you uh, most likely downloaded uh this episode and give us a little uh rate and review just like liana baby mama who says <laughs> oh wow your podcast is my new layout on the beach necessity love it oh. hashtag spring break hashtag yeah Hodor. Hmm. Uh, and uh, Zach referenced this earlier in the show, but we also got a uh, review courtesy of Michelle510 who says, I listen to a lot of podcasts on Game of Thrones, and this one is one of my favorites. I have a tiny platonic crush on Selena. I could listen to her talk all day. This podcast has great input on episodes. I like hearing their views. I like the book chapter reviews they did. The group season one commentary rewatch is a fun thing that no other Game of Thrones podcast does keep up the great work so well thank you, i mean Michelle. it's wonderful lots of love you're nice you're nice yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as you know as we've mentioned in the past it's it's a great place for other people to get uh honest and unsolicited feedback uh from, <laughs> from other listeners so uh we appreciate your rating and reviewing of the show it's very helpful to us it's helpful to our potential listeners so thank you it means a lot to Phil too. He may <laughs> not always say it, but <laughs> <laughs> you know he feels him it. and him and Marco. Marco cries if he sees anything less than five stars on iTunes. So you this don't want to make Marco cry. Yes. And finally, don't forget to visit hypable dot com, where there's stuff that isn't about Game of Thrones. What? What? There's no what are you such thing. About? I know. There's no. Are there other there's no world. On TV I know. I don't. I don't really remember. But you know, once those ten weeks are over, maybe you know you want to fill your time with something. My TV only turns on at nine o'clock on Sundays. <laughs> on Sundays. <laughs> ten, oh, ten weeks a year. Well, that's yeah. good. You know, convert <laughs> power. It does. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. No. Um, Selena, you're also not telling these people that if they'd like to hear your voice on seventeen different other programs, they can do that easily <laughs> yeah. at hypebull dot com. Michelle I might be interested in this. Right, yeah, right. Michelle, if you're a big fan of Selena, okay, <laughs> even platonically, you can listen to other shows on there. Okay, I think right now she's doing a rewatch of Firefly on another podcast called Rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Selena, I'll have my money now. Thank you. Which is oh, probably, the, there you go. It's probably <laughs> recording in. 15 minutes, so you're never going to sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Terrible. You just, you just keep going from one podcast to the next. Pretty much, yeah. This is like my version of rest. You know, I'm actually sleep podcasting. It's a skill <laughs> I've picked up over the years. <laughs> 
if you guys are still here with us, you've 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 ridden with us long enough in this episode to know that it's really late. It's like six a.m. where Selena exists right now. When it fills up late, there's a whole lot of shit happening. There's, it's busy times. We're in episode three. Episode four is coming out soon. We've got two episodes this week. I need to take a breath. My name is Zach Wood. I'm Braun Stark. I'm Asha the Wildling. I'm Eric Skull. Hands up, people. Uh, you guys wave goodbye to Hot Pie. Hey, hey, <laughs> if we have Jamie on the show, he's not going to be able to clap to start it. <laughs> <laughs>